I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Can I suggest you shut up and show more football? Come on, come on. We've done that thing. Can we not knock it? I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he was a great player. Yes, he was a wonderful leader. But he wasn't a magician. Take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a Alexa, what's the weather no, going to be like no, today? No, I haven't. I haven't got it. I've had a busy week, and I didn't get round to getting my Alexa just yet. Oh, right. Actually, to be fair, I went into Fnac as well what? the other day. What? Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I just, uh, I, I did start, I couldn't have anyone else talking to me. But I, 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 will, I will get the Alexa before the season's finished. No, you won't. I will. No, you won't. <laughs> anyway, welcome, wherever in the world it is that you're listening. Um, we do appreciate you joining us. This is the Keys and Grey podcast with me, Richard Keys. Okay. And with me, Andy Gray. Recently divorced from Alexa. Oh, I never get divorced because I never bought her. In the first place. Yeah, that's so, fair. You know. Yeah. So. Uh, Patrick Cliver, of course, was our guest last week when this subject first came up uh, about Alexa. If you haven't, <laughs> then, then please go back and take a listen. Um, in fact, I, I mean, I think it's fair to say, Andy, we spent the week in the company of legends. I, I noticed a picture you put up on Instagram um, with a feed of ourselves with uh, Arsene Wenger. Yes. And Marcel Desai. Yeah. Mm. What a lovely hour that was. Just sitting, Fantastic. talking football mm. and it will air on being sports of course and i hope youtube um, yeah youtube by, I, I'm, I'm, I'm told youtube by the beginning of june good um anyway uh, we have another huge name joining us mm. this week and i i do mean that's huge not not mikhailachenko which is the original big name we've signed a big remember alexi mikhailachenko yes we've yeah. signed a big name we do genuinely have a big name correct who carries a big name yes that's fair. All right. That's fair. So that's for later. We, of course, were part of the social media blackout that the football family came together for last week in protest at online, uh, uh, online abuse and bullying. Uh, what an irony that then a riot ensued. 
Yes. In Manchester in the middle of all that. <laughs> uh, anyway, it is and was very worthwhile, and I hope the big platforms do take note. Mm-hmm. I hope it makes a difference, and it was good to see football, I think, coming together for Sadly, that very I, good course. Sadly, I think not. Geez, there will always, and uh, unless it changes dramatically, there will always be no, fools. Right. And I hear that Raheem Sterling, day after it was back on again, was abused mm. online. So I, there we go. I, I can tell you that the day before it was back on, I was you were. abused oh, well, there you go. online. So it's worked, Treat. No, yeah. it's hard to, you know, you can't implement it. You, there's always going to be these idiots there if they're hiding behind keyboards, um, unless they're out in front and you know who it is. I'm sorry, yeah. people are going to get abused. They keep saying it. If you want to join a social media platform, you need identification, yeah. driving license, uh, passport, something mm-hmm. similar, and then you can't hide. Anyway, if you are a new sub-listener, uh, uh, do subscribe, uh, share, and uh, leave a review. We, we, we're available on all platforms. Uh, you can ask your smart speaker to find us a yeah. wa- as, uh, uh, as well. Yeah. You just say, Alexa, Yes. play Keys and Grey, the podcast. Quite as easy. And other, other, other. Forms of communication, yeah. yes. commu- communicating um, platforms, yes. uh, yeah. whatever you call them, I don't know, are also available. Uh, you can follow us on tw- I'm <laughs> Twitter just, I'm just and Insta <laughs> at Keys and Graypod AMD. Yeah. Now the domestic seasons, of course, are all concluding. The European football now has its finalists. Uh, we have the Euros to look forward to. There's no shortage of talking points and debate over the coming months. So do please subscribe and don't miss a thing. What we try to do here is to offer an antidote. Just some of the hassle that that, mm. that has preceded us um, yes. coming together on a Friday here in Qatar. Uh, interesting spike in listening this past week. Uh, I am the capital of my island. These are the clues to the... I'm the capital of my island, yeah, go on. ...place that you need to identify. You can see blue mountains and sample my coffee. I am the birthplace of one of the world's top musical artists. I am Kingston... In Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say the. Uh, the so, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day it is that you're listening in Jamaica. Oh, and you found us. It's great. Well, well it would now, but we're not posting. Oh, of now, course. Are we? so we're not live, are we? Yeah, oh, I forgot about goodness. that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say good morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freddie Youngberg claims Arsenal fans may now regret how they treated Arsene Wenger in his final few years in charge. As a belter. A note to Piers Morgan, particularly. And, and um, others. And others. And others. But, but, but I mean, Piers is back on it now. Arteta's got to go now. Is that. Um, your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are, are, are very much the same as yours. I mean, I think that uh, Arsene was. was had done by in many ways. Um, they thought uh, they could get someone in who had been with Pep Guardiola for a couple of years, understudy to Pep, and tap into his uh, genius. Now, he may become a Pep Guardiola. He may become a hugely successful coach. But, and this is where I, I do agree with you, having given it much thought, I think it was a massive club to give a fledgling manager mm to take control of with no history, um, with no experience of, of running something like that. And maybe, maybe it has come home to roost. Um, Ancelotti was the man. He might, that's every chance. Everton every chance you were right. did a brilliant piece of business. Yeah, was I'm, not, I'm not saying that, that, that from their point of view, they made the wrong appointment. Not at all. But Arsenal should have done what they did and well, bring in someone well, that what, knows nice. his way around a no, big club. I'm not club. giving them away, but our guests should have an opinion on this. Yes. and, and A good a, opinion. Absolutely. From absolutely. a strong position. But listen, I don't know what they do with Mikel Arteta now, Richard. He's getting terrible stick. First time in 25 years that they haven't, or they won't be playing European football next year. I mean, that's, 
That's not something to be... Listen, let me tell you though, that's not only something Mikel Arteta won't be proud of. I think every asshole player should be looking around and thinking, have I done enough? No. Should I have done a bit more? No. I also think, you know, it's great having a bunch of kids that are fantastic footballers, but it's really dangerous unless you're a top team chucking them all in at the same time and saying, ah, oh, these will be great, these kids. We can rely on these kids. They don't kids. care these days. And uh, in, in support of my argument, I offer you Eden Hazard. What was he thinking post-match at Stamford Bridge? He's actually had to issue an apology. I'm sorry, I've read lots of opinions about me today. It was not my intention to offend the Real Madrid fans, he says. It's always been my dream to play for Real Madrid and I came here to win. Season is Nova and together we must now battle uh, all la Liga. A la Madrid. Well... I'm sorry, Absolutely. if you really felt that way, Ed, and you wouldn't have been munching on your buns and your cakes and everything else you've been talking about this week, uh, that you have trouble resisting hollow apology when I'm you're afraid. away from the club. And, and Hollow apology. Yeah, uh, that uh, that uh, has been a disastrous signing yeah. for them. And I, I, listen, I know players know each other and I know players come off the football pitch sometimes. And, but you don't, at the end of a semi-final, when you've been toughed out of the Champions League with one to go, no. you, you just don't do that. You don't come back five kilos no. overweight when you've, the club have just spent 95 million on you and just turn around and say, well, in my off-season, I do what I want. Uh, no, you don't. No. You're a professional footballer. Take a look at Cristiano Ronaldo. See the way he wants? No. That's why he's still one of the best at the ages. Of. One last time then against Manchester United in the final. Just one last time. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> it won't be as well. It's a certainty. Good evening. <laughs> he's done well isn't he's he, done how he must have loved well. it yeah. I th- you know I always think of those things and yes he would have been he would have been so sore at being toughed out of Arsenal as quickly as he was um, you know he took them to the Uri, he took them to the final didn't he yeah Chelsea beat them in the final mm-hmm. of this trophy so he didn't exactly fail in that respect he, he achieved more than, than Mikel has done and yet he was toughed unceremoniously out of the club thank you very much see ya and he's come back and what he's done with Villarreal to take them to the first ever European final, absolutely sensational. I'm not quite sure who follows who, whether it's me always quoting Sammy, Martin Samuel, or, <laughs> or he's picking up on my Twitter oh, account a, and, and quoting me. But here's one that um, leapt out today because it is something I talked about earlier in the week and it is something that you and I have talked about since, as Mourinho would say, minute one mm. of this farce. Um, West Ham have had five of their last eight reds overturned, have won six of their seven appeals against dismissals. Not all were in the VAR era, says Sammy. One dates back to a match with Liverpool in 2015, but two are from this last three months. This is not the fault of VAR, he says, but of those applying it, if the referees are not good enough, there is no system that will work. On this occasion, um, the Vestergaard uh, standing Mm -hmm. off, um, match referee saw it. Yep. VAR saw it. Mm-hmm. Match day commander saw it. Mm-hmm. Although they say they don't get involved, they do. Mm-hmm. Mike Riley, who's probably hovering in the background, saw mm-hmm. it. And they all agreed it was a red. <laughs> and yet it goes to appeal at the FA in front of a panel that generally, they, they, they never tell you, player, coach, probably a former referee. Okay. Now that for me is telling, player, coach, and coach. Yeah, absolutely. These guys have been and continue to be a shambles. And I've said it time and time and time Mm -hmm. again, the days when we had world-class officials taking charge of finals 
of important competitions, World Cup, yeah. European Championships, they are long since gone. And Mike Riley is reduced to a laughing stock around oh, I'll Europe. Tell you what I enjoyed in the midweek. I don't know if you would have noticed that I did because I watched a, a lot of the football in midweek. Is when a lot of the foreign referees are refing now in, in Europe. You know how the thing it really cheeses me off a lot and pisses me off. Am I allowed to say that? Yes, you are because sure. you, you, this, we we control this podcast. Right, and I, right. I what I, pisses I, me off? One of the things as you know, pisses me off is like when players <laughs> are kind of protecting the ball and people come up behind them yeah. and they fall on top of the ball. For no apparent reason, the referee gives a free kick. Time yeah. after time after time. In midweek there, yeah, time after time, players were trying it. And time after time, the referees were just waving play on, mm. not interested. And I just thought to myself, brilliant, well done. So refreshing. You know, particularly the English sides, because it happens a lot in the Premier League. Mm. I think it's, it's, it's almost like a pandemic. I hate to use that word right now, of players falling over, getting free kicks, referees just buy it. But in, the, in Europe this week, they didn't get them. People were falling over like they would get a free kick in, in the Premier League. Referees were just going, play on, let's get on with it. And I was thinking, well done. That is yeah. very good. Yeah. It, now, it, let me ask you something. Can I ask you a question? Uh, is this a great week for English football or is it, has it been a great week for Premier League football? Well, I think the Premier League is back where it wanted to be, isn't it? Front and centre. How many, One last word how many on the Englishmen... Started. Well, the English, no. The Premier League. Oh, that's what yes. I thought. Yes. See, I think it's an advert for the Premier League. It's strength. Absolutely. You know, uh, it's cosmopolitan feel with people from all over the world playing mm. it. I think, if I'm not wrong, of the four teams that got selected, right, 14 of the 44 players, 14 of the 44 were English. English or British? English. I didn't count Kieran Tierney. Paris Saint-Germain claim referee Bjorn Kuypers told two of their players to fuck off during the loss <laughs> you can't at see Manchester that. City on Tuesday. Can you see that in a podcast? Martin Samuel makes the point. Just two, what admirable restraint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. Isn't it just it's a fair point. Really? Um, oh, dear. And, and something else that we've discussed, and I can't think it isn't going to be the case that the Champions League final is moved um, if not to Wembley, Aston Villa have actually uh, suggested that, that Villa Park would make a very good venue. And I, 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 I agree. I well, mean, why not? It's halfway well, between both. And if you're only going to have 25,000, I think it's 20, 25,000 that we're talking about in the Ataturk and, and, and Istanbul. If you're having 20,000 at Wembley, it's nothing. You won't see them. If you have 20,000 at, at Villa Park, that's an atmosphere. Yes. And, and why would you transport that number of supporters anyway to a country with, with, with COVID rates 12 times higher than they are in the UK well, right Well, it's a red list. You'd need to come back and quarantine <laughs> yeah, for 10, 10 days at your own expense in a hotel in, in England. Yes. I, I, I just think it would make all sorts of sense to say now, listen, okay. And you and I, if mm -hmm. you remember our experience of the yeah. Ataturk, it's in the middle of middle nowhere. Of nowhere. Yeah. There were no public transport systems then. Maybe there are Maybe now. There are but now, yeah, but yeah, getting yeah. those people moved around in itself... No, is a but major problem. Richard, you can't have a major final, the major club final in world football in a city with a great, a beautiful city that is, you know, it's a fantastic city. Let me say that right away. Yes. But you cannot have a major final there when it's been, it's under lockdown right now until I think about the 17th of May. No, it, it makes no it sense. It comes out of lockdown and you're supposed to be ready for everything. No, I'm no. sorry. Makes no sense whatsoever. Ed Sheeran. 
four-time Grammy winner. Yes. We'll have uh, his the name of his upcoming tour across Ipswich Town shirts next really? season. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he sponsored. He's Ipswich. sponsoring Ipswich Town, his favourite football club. Oh, yeah, good. and this this is uh, before we introduce our guests. Um, the football, this is the article here today. I found this in the Times. The footballer, Andrea Pirlo, yeah. once described the approach to uh, the penalty spot. This is for a shootout. Mm-hmm. as endless, a terrible walk into one's fears. Um, of course, he's regarded as one of the better mm-hmm. takers, I think, of penalties. But scientists monitoring the brains of footballers while they take penalties now confirm uh, the intuition of fans, players miss when they overthink things. This, this, this is... <laughs> You're looking at me blankly. Mm-hmm. This is a scientific study that's cost yeah. fortunes. Now, I could have told you that. Yeah. Uh, those who choked tended to activate areas of the brain associated with long-term planning, suggesting they were considering the consequences of their actions. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. I think that makes a lot of makes sense. perfect I, sense. I, I didn't again, spend a lot of money. Nope. Find that um, the researchers say that the findings support neural efficiency theory, that the idea that certain regions of the brain must be switched on and others off to perform under pressure. Well, I think we know that too. Yeah, we, yeah. we talk about putting things out of your mind, Correct. don't we? Yeah. But how do they know that? Well, because... How do they judge it? As far as I can see, as far as I remember on a penalty shootout, I've never seen a Pele on a penalty shootout the st- walk up to take it with all these tapes around <laughs> no. his head and they're testing his brain movement. <laughs> the I've study published in the journal Frontiers in Computer Science uh-huh. used a technique called functional near-infrared uh, ah, spec. Truscopy. Ah, I know. They fire the 22 something volunteers head. wore a tight-fitting cap with sensors that measure oxygen levels in different parts of the brain before they were put under pressure in that same scenario. So oh, there you go, on, you see. Hold on a minute. No, what do you mean in that same scenario? They've got 22 volunteers on a, on a practice ground <laughs> to walk up and take a penalty, and you're saying that's the same as the Champions League final, the World Cup final, or the European... No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give, give us a break. I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. Now, if you're testing them as they walk up from the penalty spot in the Champions League final this year, I would say, well done, boys. Now, that is a test. With tight caps. And all skull caps and all these wires leading out from behind them. Hold on a minute. The wires come out. Plug them back in. I think the, the conclusion only really, as I say, underlines what we actually knew. Which is, it's, it, it, it it's probably pretty, is a, a very lonely walk. It is. It must be. I didn't do it. But, I mean, you know, it wasn't in when I played that, 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 that shootout. But, yes, it will be. It's, it's one word that I would say that I haven't heard is pressure. Mm. You have to deal with the pressure. Well, the consequences, I, I get that. Because as you walk up there, if you're in suddenly in a, a, a shootout and it's sudden death all of a sudden, you've got the ball... And you're walking up there. You you would find it really hard. You need to be really special, not to think of the consequences. We all call it, don't we? As yeah. an individual walks to the mm-hmm. spot, we know. And and I think at least half of the time we're right. Yeah, about that. But that that would be right. Yeah, because it's going to go one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's down the middle now. So there's there's a trio but, of but, options. But but you can see you, you, he's missing. Yeah. He's missing. Yes. Look, look in his eyes. He's missing. Well, you've always said with a short run-up, with two-step run-up, oh. you always go, he's missing. But I did, just on that subject, um, back with Arsene Wenger, who's, who's been with mm. us here in Qatar over the last seven, ten days or so, uh, and, and I put it to him, the idea I've had for a long, long time, Andy, that we take a shootout at both ends of a stadium. What did he say? He likes it. Yeah. Because we've got enough people. Yeah. On the pitch, to be able to do that, mm-hmm. so that you don't actually want in a final. 
more often than not, it's a split stadium. Of course it is. Supporters from one team or the other at either end. Either end. Mm -hmm. So one team has to have an advantage the way we do it right yeah. now. Whereas if you split it and took penalties at both ends, you would halve the time needed for the shootout mm -hmm. anyway. But I think that the, the unfairness of having to stand in front of a wall of opposition fans mm -hmm. would also be negated, wouldn't it? Yeah. We have two linesmen. One could go either side. We have a fourth official yes. who could adjudicate in the penalty area. The referee, the other one. Not a problem. Uh, who, who'd keep count? Well, we keep count. Uh, I don't. Well, it's not difficult, is it? Come on. <laughs> right. Let's um, let's uh, invite our guest to join us. Mm. Um, unusual career in so much as that he didn't have a playing record. No, see, a senior playing record. No, at all. Played as a kid, surely well, he must have done. Stop playing, stop playing at youth level. That's what I mean. Played as a kid. Um, not a professional career. Was spotted by, not the first, but, but spotted by and engaged after a, a conversation in Porto with uh, Sir Bobby Robson. Mm. Uh, has worked with Jose Mourinho. Yes. Has managed two clubs in the Premier League. In London. With varying degrees of success mm -hmm. in London. In the capital. Has delivered, when you look at his record... Mm -hmm. Virtually everywhere he's been. I mean, at 72 points, um, there at that time record yeah. total for Tottenham didn't didn't deliver Champions League football. But most seasons that, that total there. has You're done. Given a big clue, there, yeah. No? I think it's uh, time we said good morning. Uh, yeah, 11 o'clock Portugal. As mm -hmm. I look at the watch, good morning to Andre Villas, Villas, Boas. Well done. Andre, how are you, my friend? Good, good. Yeah, very good. Back uh, back home in uh, in Porto, taking care of the family. Ah. So uh, do, doing the bits and pieces you can't do when you're coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, Andre, enjoying the rest. Did you need a little break, or are you itchy? Are you twitching to get back in again? Uh, well, always itching to get back. Mm. Uh, the only thing that uh, has happened recently is that the market has really changed right yeah. now for uh, for coaches. I think there is a, a much more influx of coaches uh, around. I think also, uh, guys, related to um, the amount of uh, expenditure by clubs to dismiss coaches. Yeah. Ah, yes. So this has forced clubs to uh, to uh, you know to bet on on more and more new people. And so, for the first time in a few years, I think I think we see uh, an influx of coaches, and we see top coaches going to different places. So, uh, yeah, uh, much much more competitive than it was a few years back. I think 10, 15 years back, so mm -hmm. much more competitive, where it was almost like a closed circuit. So, uh, so now let's see. Uh, the good thing about my um, my market is that I'm very, very open to go uh, yes. elsewhere, Mexico, Brazil, Japan. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm keen on those experiences as well. So, so let's see, let's yeah. see where I end up. Well, it's something I'd like to talk about: Russia and China, Andre. Where, of course, you've mm -hmm. also worked. But yeah. uh, what I didn't realize, and I should have done, is that you, you, you actually have English heritage, don't you? Grandmother was from yeah. Stockport, so your, your English language has never been a, an issue for you. Yeah, it was always an advantage. Uh, also in my upbringing, uh, you know, uh, being able to speak English so quickly. My grandmother forced us to speak English with her. <laughs> Good girl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's one, one of our better decisions, I think. 
we we used to spend Easter with her and, uh, with all my cousins. So we, we were about uh, fifteen of us, and it was really a good time to uh, to connect with her. So my my English uh, roots are, uh, are are very very deep, and uh, and it, it was a great tool for me. Uh, yeah, because uh, yeah. I was able quickly to uh, you know to. to to manage the language and uh, and um, and really help me. But your your coaching career, your coaching career is entirely different to most that that generally played. You didn't. C- can you share yeah. with us? And I'm sure you're probably bored of telling the story. But if you could, how it was that you got on the ladder to the career that you've had? Well, it, it was. Sometimes it, it looks like it's when uh, luck meets destiny, more yeah. or less. Yeah. I was uh, so I was finishing school, uh, and I was going into journalism, and yeah. I have this uh, this encounter with Sir Bobby in uh, in my garage, also <laughs> the, in the, the apartment block that we shared. And because I was an avid Porto fan, I uh, I asked Bobby why uh, why my 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 big idol Domingos was not playing. <laughs> so, so, so this was <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> something that a normal coach will uh, will tell somebody to piss off. Yeah, Bobby, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but not Sir Bobby. <laughs> not Sir Bobby. Not Sir Bobby. So I was very very lucky that he had uh, you know he, he gave this. This young boy, the margin to 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 explain, and he invited me into the training ground to to see some training sessions. And at that time, I was just like living a dream. I was just close to my to the players that I loved, close to my idols. I was not thinking of uh, starting a career. Far away from that. Uh, the fact is that uh, Sir Bobby then put me into doing statistics for him. Because he loved his uh, his game by the flanks and his crosses and uh, and crosses mm-hmm. with finishing and uh, entries into the attacking third things like this. So I used to count this for 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 him. And uh, and from then on, you know, my interest grew more and more. Uh, Sabobi helped me to enlist in uh, in the FA coaching courses and the SFA coaching courses because I was too young to uh, to be enlisted. So uh, I, I think at that time he spoke to Charlie Hughes, which yes. was uh, it's, uh, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a name that <laughs> sends a shiver much, down much everybody's spine. Charlie Hughes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie Hughes, and he spoke to uh, Andy Roxburgh, of course, for for Scotland. Yeah, and I managed to get in on those courses, and it was from then on. Uh, of course, then I went to start. I started coaching Porto's young kids, and then I went up the ladder in Porto till uh, till Mourinho joined the Porto and he invited me to to the scouting position. How did and, he uh, find out about on, you, Andre? How did Jose find out about this young, keen, ambitious coach? How did he find out? Because, yeah, because Jose was, of course, uh, with Sabobi as assistant and translator at that time, and uh, Sabobi used to pick up uh, Jose on the way. To the training, and when when I was in the car, <laughs> I was sitting back, and Fantastic. the other two were in front. Yeah, and uh, and funny enough, at that time, Jose was very very close to an uncle of mine. <laughs> really? Uh, so uh, you know, we we got acquainted very very quickly, and um, and it, so he knew me from that time. 
uh, and that's why he invited me to uh, to the position later. So uh, when not only because of that, uh, of course, uh, I hope that I produce some quality. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I was just thinking, Andre, when you were sitting in the back of that car, and here you have Sir incredible. Bobby Robson and Jose Mourinho debating yeah. football. Did you ever say, "Excuse me, guys, I don't agree with that. I think you're wrong." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, no, not really, not really. They, 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 sometimes Bobby asked me about uh, this or that. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think just to to comfort basically his choices. Are uh, you when when you went on your own? Do you do you think you you learned more from from Sir Bob or from Jose? I think uh, football wise, I had. Um, I think my great explosion was uh, was. My um, uh, being assistant to Jose, yeah, yeah, scouting the game, the amount of games that I saw, the amount of leagues we were in, from uh, from Portugal to uh, to England to Italy. Uh, we I used to see each opponent five times. Uh, I had to decipher wow. the game, and then uh, you know whenever I had time, I, I go into the training sessions. Jose allowed me to to be there, uh, mostly in Italy. And uh, and yeah, my, uh, I think the the great explosion of my knowledge, if we can say like that, was with uh, with with Jose. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And did... um, with with Sir Bobby, I was too young. Yeah, it was funny because Sir Bobby sometimes he used to give me exercise to do. <laughs> For example, like you have five balls, <laughs> you have ten players, you do a shooting exercise or a passing exercise, and I would I would have to deliver the next day. So. I, <laughs> I was that that young. I still have those those papers with me. It was wow. funny because uh, recently, uh, Lady Elsie Robson did uh, recently. I think we're uh, speaking about uh, seven eight years ago. She did um, an encounter in the Algarve for the Savobi Foundation, and uh, I gave her one of those uh, homeworks that I did for him. Uh, and uh, and she was very very thrilled because I I've, I've kept them I cherish them and my memories with Sabovi and uh, and, and it means a lot to me as well. I, I'm wondering why we didn't know any of this. They, know. These are fabulous stories, stories. Andre. I, I mean, when you went <laughs> on your own, you must have thought, what what what's what's the problem with this coaching business? I mean, Academica, yes, but I'm thinking more Porto. You win a trophy inside two months, beating Benfica, which must have been particularly yep. popular. Um, you you yep. ultimately win the Europa League. You 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 sail through a season unbeaten. I mean, you must have been saying to yourself, "This this, this is, is easy." easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> it, it was yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it 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 was a problem after in Chelsea because I had too much success too soon. Do you understand? Yes. It, yes. The experience. I mean, we. Uh, we won the league undefeated. We won the Europa League. Not only we won, we won with style. We played well. Uh, so the learning experiences from uh, from Chelsea were very gratifying in terms of um, development of my career. Uh, you know, the experience of failure, the experience mm-hmm. of difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, it, it was great time. It's now ten years. Going to be ten years now in the 18th of May that we won the, the Europa League in, in Dublin. Is it really? Wow! And it, it was a great time because I was born a Porto fan, and because I was born a Porto fan, it was also an advantage for me. Uh, you know, because I, I could sense everything. Basically, 
I had the same feeling one uh, one day I spoke with uh, with Guardiola in uh, in Qatar um, when he was there with Bayern Munich yeah. in, the, in the winter training, and uh, and we were sharing this experience when he was uh, as Barcelona coach. We we know how people react. We know what people feel. We know the environment. We know the people that are on the youth level. We know the people that are marketing. So it is uh, that heavy in terms of responsibility uh, it was a difficult uh, family time for me because I almost didn't exist as, yeah. a, as a father and yeah. as a husband I was completely out mm. uh, to 24 hours uh, responsibility over my uh, the destiny of Porto but we managed to went through that uh, season so well and uh, it, it brought the special memories of course uh, you know the, I probably paid a price for it uh, after in uh, in Chelsea but you wouldn't well it's, i mean you wouldn't have swapped it and you couldn't have said no but are you, are you saying Chelsea came too soon too early it's difficult richard because it, it was very very strange um basically we we started well the season and the guys were enjoying our football uh, I recall, <laughs> more or less near October, I recall uh, Frank speaking in Chelsea TV, saying how wonderful <laughs> the football that we play and how open and a totally new style, new style of training. We never played this way. But the problem for us was that we um, we lost, or the players lost confidence in the process when we lost three games in a row. So we went to QPR and we had two guys sent off, uh, JT and Drogba, and, uh, and then we, we went home to Arsenal, uh, lost 5-3. Uh, then I think uh, halfway we either lost, I think we lost to uh, Liverpool in the, um, the Carling Cup. So this, 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 the price of these three defeats in a row took the team out of their comfort level by playing this open football. Uh, a lot was said so, at the time, sorry, Andrew, a lot was said at the sorry? time that maybe, maybe because you were such a young coach that having so many big personalities was a problem, was it? No, it was not the personalities. Of course, people don't, uh, you know, I was, uh, I, I, there was a lot of speculation about mm. my time over there. Yeah. I always spoke yeah. to Frank and JT whenever I left them out. Of course, they didn't like OTT <laughs> whenever uh, Fernando played. Brave man. Uh, Very brave I, man. I, I told them. <laughs> the problem was that, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I, I was not willing to adapt to, uh, to, to, to Chelsea's old style. Right. And, and maybe that was my mistake. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to play that football the way I wanted and the way I envisaged. And uh, so when we lost confidence in the process, it was always very irregular. We would win and we would lose. We would win-lose. And, and this dynamic, win-loss, win-loss or win-draw, was, was very, very painful. So it, it was a painful period at that time when we kept winning and losing, winning and losing. Uh, so we never find, found the, the, um, the stability of results that we needed. Then it was funny because... We go to Mallorca for a, for a winter training camp. We come back, we win against QPR for the cup. We win for the league. I can't remember to, against who. Uh, in this winter camp in Mallorca, we bonded together and things looked, uh, you know, like the, the boat was, was ready to steady. Mm-hmm. And then we play Man United at home. We are winning 3-0 at halftime. <laughs> and we end up losing, uh, drawing 3-3 in, the, in Fergie time. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Because it was our, we have the referee, 
it was only the second time, it was something like strange, like only the second time in history that the ref gives two penalties away. Mm. It was the same ref Howard Webb and to the same team, Man United. Yes, there's a, <laughs> yes, there's uh, a surprise. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did he, what, what colour oh. jersey was he wearing that day? Because <laughs> 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 since he retired, United oh, have never God, quite yeah. been the same, have yeah. they? <laughs> so we went, so we went, it was 3-3, then we go to uh, Everton, we lose, we go to Napoli, we lose. I, I make some strong decisions with the team and then, and, and then it, it was it. It was one of those moments where uh, where people have to choose either yeah. the coach or uh, or the players, and uh, it works in football. Yeah, uh, as hard as it does, uh, as, as hard as it is, it does work. This sometimes this changes our season. So you so, you, you uh, can be the adjudicator here, uh, Andre, because because <laughs> Andy and I discussed last week Nagelsmann, and I said mm. too young to be at that football club might not be were he elsewhere as he is now. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I said, I think that the dressing room, bearing in mind how powerful it is, will chew him up and spit him out. And I suppose I had you in mind at that time. Uh, Andy said not, mm, that it'll be okay. Different club and uh, Richard, different club. Totally different club. You think he'll be okay? So, I think he'll be okay. First, he arrives there with a, a bit more uh, experience, so more or less the same age as, as myself mm -hmm. when I got to Chelsea. But with much more experience in uh, in professional football, so uh, he's he's done uh, three years of all in in Leipzig and uh, and uh, and his years in Offenheim. So he arrives there with much more experience, and then it's a totally different structure. I mean, uh, who doesn't want to work for the structure of Bayern with the well, power that yeah, they have, yeah. with the stability that they have? Yeah. So they have a, they have a uh, sporting director, they have an assistant to the sporting director, they have the the the, the structure of Unes, uh, Omenia. Uh, the board of Bayern. It's, I mean, at that time in uh, in Chelsea, it wasn't like that. Uh, I mean, uh, we were playing Stoke for the first game of the season. I remember <laughs> I, this this episode was a, was a scandal to me. And uh, and the team manager, the great the great uh, Gary Staker, comes to my office and he says to me, uh, "Boss, we have to change the hotel in uh, in Stoke because." Uh, uh, we lost our reservation and uh, <laughs> we have to find a new one. So I said, no problem. I mean, just, just go and check it out. Uh, the hotel is good. It's, it's no problem. Uh, no, no, boss. Not Norwich stayed in this hotel. He tells me that the hotel is very good and uh, we, we're going to stay in this hotel. I said, no, Gary, no, please. Yes, uh, I mean, we, we are Chelsea. I mean, we cannot set the standards like Norwich. Of course, Norwich is a great club. <laughs> but uh, just go and check the hotel. I mean, go to Stoke and check the hotel. No, no, boss. No, 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 no. And it went, uh, guys, you don't believe, it went from from Gary Staker to David Barnard to uh, uh, to the CEO at that time. Uh, to the, uh, I can't remember. Kenyon, Peter Kenyon, I presume. No, no, after, after Peter. Was it? Okay, now now that does me then. I can't I can't think who that was. Uh, Bruce yeah, Buck? Was Bruce it Bruce? Bruce Buck? Was it Bruce? Bruce that, that, that no, early? no, it, it, it didn't went to Bruce Buck. Tannenbaum? Tannenbaum? No, 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 no. We were, could go on were, all day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, it went up the line and the decision. So it went up the line, goes to Marina, and no, and, and said, no, Andre, you have to calm down, please. No, it's the only hotel we, we have in Stoke. It's calm down. Take it easy. And so, and, and this was a setting of standards for me. That was a surprise. Yeah. So you are Chelsea, or who? Who you are? Yeah. I mean, you are able to go to Hong Kong to check a five-star hotel if we go in pre-season. 
but you're not able to go to Stoke because it's a <laughs> six-hour drive up north. No, because, no, it, because no, it's Stoke. Because it's cold and wet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, no, I mean, just, just to, to, I think in terms of, of uh, I mean, and, and Chelsea guys, uh, Chelsea has been extremely successful. The, the club is amazing. Um, you know, I take my responsibility. I was not able to to make that team win. Uh, it's funny enough that, that the two teams that reached the, the Champions League final are precisely two teams that changed the coach during mid-season. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Me for Roberto and, and, and yeah. Frank to, to Thomas, uh, which is very unexpected. And, and, and teams that you don't, uh, you know, you were not expecting it. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, my, my Chelsea team was the lowest budget team in 15 years. Yeah. Uh, we did nothing in the, the the market after Roberto spent 150 million. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, that's it is tough. What it is, yeah, it's yeah, it. Yeah. Where where were you more frustrated then, or where did you have more fun at Chelsea or Tottenham? Uh, Tottenham first year was very very good. 72 uh, points. It was not, yeah, not easy with with Daniel because. Um, we had, uh, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not the simplest of guys to work with, but uh, but we we had uh, we had our our ups and downs, and uh, and we, we but we had a lot of fun in that uh, in that first half of, in that first season, and we reached the end of the season, and I was uh, and I was expecting to renew with uh, with the Tottenham after having refused to go to Paris Saint Germain, and the fact that. What I think was that Daniel was willing me was willing to sell me to Paris Saint Germain <laughs> oh, because no. my clause was fifteen million pounds oh, oh, that's rather than renewing yeah. me. So we we started that second year in in bad animosity. Either way, we were very very close to the top. We had more points when I reached an agreement to leave Tottenham than the season when we beat the record of points. But the environment was not there anymore. The connection wasn't there with me and uh, with uh, with uh, with Daniel and with Franco. So uh, it was it was also it was also time to go. Yes. So, uh, well, so you, yeah. you're not yeah. the only one. You won't be the last one. And uh, your mate subsequently uh, has also run into um, Daniel Levy and uh, uh, the the various different ways that he wants to run a football club, Andre. So um, that story yeah, con I, continues. I, I, yeah, I think. Uh, Richard, it, it all has to do with the, with this extravagant leadership to take control of the clubs. Yeah. And we saw in the Super League, uh, with the failure of the Super League, the effect of this extravagant idea. Yeah. So, so basically, it's people that are business people that want to set up their businesses without any respect for what is around, which is emotions and love. Mm. And they take this decision. I mean... I, as surprising as it is the foundation of the Super League, it's much more astonishing the fact that they have quit so soon. Yes. So, so yeah. yes. They, 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 even, they even haven't the balls to continue to hold up to challenge yeah. what is established. You understand? Yeah. So this was a surprise also. Mm. This was a surprise. Uh, but uh, it is what it is with uh, with uh, with, uh, with this extravagant leadership. Yeah. I think in, uh, in in clubs that keep on uh, that keep on happening. Talking, uh, talking about them, Andre. When when you're at, when you're at Spurs and you know Daniel Levy has the reputation and you've got a team going well, you think, and he comes to you and says, "I'm selling our best player, Gareth Bale." Do you ever do you ever say that? What was your thoughts? Did you try and tell him no? Did you or did you have to just say, "Sorry, okay." 
No, with, with, with Luca was very simple. Daniel told me straightforward that he was going to Real. Yeah. Uh, and I told uh, I told um, Daniel no problem, but uh, I want him replaced by Moutinho. And Daniel takes the Moutinho deal till the last day of the transfer market. Of course he does. <laughs> of course he and, does. Uh, and we failed. The, we, we failed the deal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that that was that with uh, with Gareth. Gareth um, at a hundred million, I think it was sensible to to sell. Yeah, uh, because it is. Uh, what what was funny was that uh, the offer from United was a hundred and twenty million, uh, and uh, and uh, and then Gareth chose uh, chose to go to Real Madrid. Um, yeah, so I, it, it I was, it, think it he sure. probably made a good choice. In fairness, but <laughs> what's probably more interesting, if you can share that with us. Is who was buying the replacements? Was it five, six, or seven oh, that, that were bought? Yeah, I mean, at that time it was uh, so we have we had agreed together that the club uh, needed the, the figure of a sporting director, and uh, and uh, it was more or less in agreement in between us uh, to have uh, Franco come in. So uh, Franco was uh, was doing his uh, his market. Of course, he asked me my opinion. I could validate or not. Okay. We ended up uh, doing the market that we did uh, with uh, with successes and failures. Yeah, you were, uh, it was busy. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was busy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we had to be. Uh, it was busy because we had to be. We had a team to to rebuild. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. Uh, you you can't say that um, a few a few worked uh, a few others did. Your your tone of voice tells me that there was a lot going on that you perhaps did not have much say in. So we, we'll leave it there, Andre. Um, I mentioned earlier China or Russia. Which of the two did you have again more fun with? No, I, I had, in Russia I found my love for coaching once again. Because Good. I came out of Good. England and uh, and uh, I and I mean England for me wasn't um, wasn't uh, training sessions wasn't preparing a game England for me was was putting down fires all the time <laughs> yeah fires yeah. with agents fires fires with uh, with Daniel and uh, handling of the media it was just too much too much and you you lose the interest for what is the essence of the game which is coaching and and teaching your players and making your players learn. And uh, and you you so I, I lost the love there for uh, for uh, for the game and I found it once again in Russia and I had a wonderful time there and the club was amazing the structure was good uh, we went we went into financial fair play because of the um, the buyings of Hulk and the Witzel by Zenit a few years back so we had we we had to be sensible in the market we managed to to do the right players. And I had, uh, you know, I found my uh, my stability. So I have a I have a great relationship with that club. It was also a chance for us, for me, to be close to to Champions League football. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, the difficulty in Russia is that you have that winter break, and the first game after a winter break that you have, it is the Champions, Champions League. League. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 So we always reach that game in very very difficult conditions. Um, I mean, one uh, in the Europa League we went through in the in the last 32, uh, we went all the way to the quarterfinal. 
uh, and then uh, dropped out with uh, with Sevilla in my in my first year, and then in the second year we played Benfica in uh, in the last 16, and we were uh, we were knocked out. Also. So we we always reach this game not in top condition. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and this is this was a pity because we, you know, you always get invited to this um, to this uh, UEFA club uh, UEFA elite club. Uh, elite club coaches mm-hmm. uh, forum, yeah. and I used to tell them over there, give us, give the Russian clubs or the clubs from the east the the second week of return or, or the second week of games. Mm. Don't put them in the first week of games uh, because you you can have that slot where you play uh, one week uh, uh, later. Yeah, but they will never listen, and we would end we we will always end up in the in the first week of games. So for the U.S. competition, then it was hard. It, it's hard for. Uh, for, uh, for Russian teams, but it was uh, Saint Petersburg is an amazing city, yeah. mm. and um, and yeah, there I found my uh, my stability. Good. Um, and China? That, uh, Did you enjoy China? China was was very good, very good. I mean, uh, Evergrande, Guangzhou, Evergrande were the champions for uh, six years, uh, and uh, and Shanghai was investing to become. Uh, to become champions, so uh, they they were here in Porto. They were, of course, I mean, the, the economic offer was uh, was uh, was extraordinary and was something that I couldn't uh, refuse. But they were willing also to invest. So we got, we got Oscar from um, from uh, Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got uh, Ricardo Carvalho out from uh, from retirement. <laughs> 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 we bought. Um, uh, Uzbekistan player that I knew from Russia, Akhmedov, uh, and uh, we 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 started putting the piece, and we had of course Hulk already there that mm-hmm. had been my player in Zenit, and we started putting the, the pieces together. But what happened? Guangzhou Evergrande they pressure the Chinese FA, and the Chinese FA two weeks before the league starts changes the rule of the the. Um, the limit of foreign players. Uh. <laughs> so, we, 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 uh, so what happened? This, this was the extraordinary thing. I mean, Ricardo now is my is my assistant coach, but uh, at that time I took Ricardo to Shanghai and he never played. <laughs> so my, my argument was: you have a guy here that has won Champions League yeah. in Chelsea and Real Madrid. Yeah. He has he is European champion uh, with Portugal. And the Chinese FA is limiting the foreigners when you can have this type of player <laughs> teaching the young formation, teaching the young yeah. uh, the youth development yeah. of, uh, of the Chinese player. What a chance missed. So it, it was uh, it was uh, difficulty, the difficult. What happened to us? I mean, we 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 went to the to the Chinese fin- final. We lost. Finished second in the league. Went to the Champions League final. We lost. Uh, so uh, yeah, it was we were uh, we were there close to every objective, but we we, we didn't we we weren't able to to get it. Oh, so that that year was was it was great for the family. Yeah, uh, they have great memories from China. It was a good experience. Uh, the problem was <laughs> I got suspended by the Chinese FA for eight games. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So even if I go back to China now, I'm still suspended. <laughs> <laughs> so I have still four, four more games to suspend. Have you served your ban in France, or is that still current? 
<laughs> Something very so, familiar uh, here. <laughs> I, I must say, Andre, it's been it's been a delight, yeah. and it's really good to hear you laughing because yes. I don't think we saw enough of that side of you when you were working in the Premier League. I hope we haven't seen no. the last of you. No. Um, were the right no, offer to no, come? No. Would you come back? Would you would you would you fancy it again? No, really. Richard and Andy, I've always set up 15 years for my career uh, as a coach. I'm now on my uh, 11th year. Uh, I have other ambitions in uh, in the game. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to run for the election of uh, of Porto. So Porto is a club where the president gets elected. Good, yeah. good, all right. So, okay. uh, yeah, the club owns uh, the club owns. Uh, uh, the business part of the club is forty nine percent. The club is fifty one percent. So, uh, so you get elected to um, to the to the club, and uh, I, I hope to to run Good. to this election. Well, uh, listen, I, I hope club. you're I hope you're going to give up rallying. I was it's far say, too dangerous. I, are you are you still crashing rally cars? <laughs> I'm still testing, yeah. I'm still testing. Whenever I can, I, uh, I'm into uh, motor racing. Yeah, you know, with with uh, with me, and uh, I don't like to sell uh, to sell stories. Yeah. Of, uh, you know, in my time, I'm here investing. In, I'm, I'm seeing other teams and all yeah. this blah blah that, yeah. that people speak about. Uh, you know, whenever I have, I have free time, I dedicate myself to my passions, and okay. and my passions are uh, are motor racing. So. Uh, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna enlist in the in the Valley of Portugal uh, with the team, but also it's a good stepping stone for my foundation. I've created uh, my I've been able to create my foundation right now. Um, my foundation um, it's called Race for Good, and Race for Good hopefully is gonna become um, uh, you know being able to raise more and more money for uh, for disabled children and children in Africa. Fantastic. Oh, great. Uh, great. Which yeah. is uh, basically the, the institutions that I'm a patron of. So hopefully that uh, with the rally of Portugal and its visibility, it can it can be a good uh, stepping stone for. Uh, well, we wish you well. Please yes, we do. don't be a stranger, Andre. And um, thank you. You've been very generous with your time for yes. us, and we genuinely appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Andre. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks, thank Andre. You. Look it's after good, yourself. It's good to hear. For, you remember. When you two were in the, um, commentating in TV, the, the Blackburn winning team. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Those were amazing days. They were, were wonderful, wonderful days. It'll never be the same, Andre. No. I don't care what they say. Those days were very, yeah. very special. They really were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those were the days. Those were. Yeah, it was a good time. I, so Bobby used to, we used to go to Porto Cricket Club. Just just around the corner from where where we lived. Then we used to sit down watching Sky because the Porto Cricket wow. Club had, uh, had the membership to Sky, and we used to see Blackburn play all the time. Good time. <laughs> and Good I, I have to say, Andre, um, to, to this day, still one of my favourites, Bob. I mean, he was a lovely, lovely man. I don't know what yeah. he was like to work for, but but to to, to keep the company of um, special, really special yeah. guy. Really special. Really special person, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you again. Thank you. Look Thank after you. yourself. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank you, Andre. Andre. See you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow. Mm. I didn't think we'd spend that much time. We are way beyond that which we normally record, yes. but I... I I actually could have spent all day with him, couldn't you? Well, there was, there was much else we could have Wasn't talked there? about. We kind of skipped over the last <laughs> bit. and But he was sensational. Obviously, we had met him here a few years ago when he came to Qatar to join us at BN Sports. 
uh, for a weekend. But we never really, uh, and that's the first in-depth conversation we've had with mm. him. And I, I thought he was, it was great. You were right. It's great to hear him laughing and having a joke. And the stories about sitting in the back of the car with Bobby I mean, Robson can, and can you imagine Josie that? Mourinho I mean, just, <laughs> as, a, as a 17, 18-year-old. Just, just re remarkable. And then, and then the, the, the one that I'm really touched by is the fact that they went round to the cricket club. Yes, in to, watch us, so. to watch us on Sky. Oh, uh, wow. Well, well, again, thank you, Andre. And yeah. um, if he's got four years left of his career, uh, I, I hope he enjoys it. Well, he's, he's obviously a man who's, who meticulously has planned his career and has, has said, you know, I'd be interested to see if that changed, you know, with the next job he gets uh, or whether he will say after 15 years, enough is enough, I've got other things to do. He mm. seems very keen on his foundation and his race, his racing that uh, that he loves to do. So we shall see. We'll keep an eye on that, definitely. But uh, it was terrific. Alexa. Oh, no, no, no. It's not <laughs> in. I've told you about Alexa. <laughs> it's time to go time. You can get see, in touch. if you walk in a shop and you shout, Alexa. I bet they all go off, Would don't they? they all go, oh, what, what? <laughs> Morning, Andy. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Uh, you can get in touch on Insta and Twitter at keysandgraypod, keys, A-N-D, keysandgraypod. Um... Thank you for your company, and as I always say, now you found us, tell your mates where we are. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.